We give you all the glory, Lord. We give you all the praise, Lord. The psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will praise him for he is worthyful. He is fearful in praises and he doeth wonders. Our God is awesome. Our God is mighty. Our God, he lives and reigns forevermore. There is one God. There is one faith. There is one baptism. There is only one hope. And Jesus cared for you this morning. Jesus loves you here this morning. Jesus is coming back for you. I'm so glad that Jesus lifted me. He lifted me out of my horrible pit. He lifted me out of my addiction. He lifted me out of my, out of my, my life that was in a mess. I was walking away from the throne of God. Thank God that somebody cared. Somebody loved. Somebody prayed. Thank God that there are people out there that prayed for us. Prayed for me. Prayed for you. That you have hope. And because of that, we are here today. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray today that you will have your way. Lord, hide me behind the cross. Turn up the amplifiers of heaven and may you speak your word. Use me as a conduit to channel your word through, Lord, to your people. Lord, as we have prayed and, Lord, prepared our hearts to receive Lord, your word that has been sown, Lord, by the preacher, we pray that it will multiply and that it will bring fruit, Lord. Lord, that it will bring fruit, meet for repentance, Lord. Bless in the mighty name, Jesus. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of... Book of Luke. Chapter 15, I believe. And I read from verse 1. Say amen when you're there. Then drew near unto him, Jesus, all the publicans and sinners, for to hear him. And the Pharisees, John, Luke 15 and verse 1, I read from verse 2. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, this man receiveth sinners and eat with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, do not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after. Everybody say, go after. That which is lost. Until he find it. And when he had found it, he, he laid on his shoulder rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he called together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. 
And I say unto you, like likewise, joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented more than over 99 just persons which need no repentance. Amen. You may be seated. Corinthians chapter, 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4. If, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Our gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ and him crucified, the gospel that we have heard. You may have heard this awarding TV series called Lost. Anybody has seen that TV show? Maybe if I get this right for the first time. A bit shaky here, yeah, but... There you go. Remember that? We all remember that. That, 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 that was a... How many of you stayed up late to watch this show here? Yeah, only me and you. Uh, you guys lost it. This is a good show. It, it, it won awards in uh, Hollywood. And, and, you know, everybody, maybe, just, maybe me and sister and maybe a part of the rest of the world, we watched this show. But we all remember. Some of us remember that. Yeah. You know, why, why does a show like this have so much attention in, in, in media? Why do people, you know, resonate and why do they, you know, um, click or, you know, turn on their tellies, television and watch this show? And why does it draw a lot of audience? You know, we had shows like, um, I, I don't know if you know these guys here. We had shows like um, these people here. Anybody know Gilligan Island? If you're old like me, you know. Anybody know Robinson Crusoe? This is a, now a version of Robinson Crusoe. But there were other guys. They, if you know Robinson Crusoe, he had this kind of a funny hat, you know. And these other shows like Castaway. Remember Tom Hanks? Yeah. Remember Tom Hanks and his... Um, the volleyball you call Wilson, yeah, speaking to Wilson on a, on a lost island. Well, these shows, they, I grew up watching Gilligan Island and the <laughs> comedy shows and, you know, it, it fascinates people and, you know, the scenarios and talks about people being stranded on an island where, you know, surrounded by dangerous things and objects and, you know, they, 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 they were lost in a place regardless of, you know, what was around, but they had this, this instinct in them that you know, they must survive. They must find a way. All these guys here, 
they, 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 they had they, they tried to find a way to be rescued. Now we, we, we know this other TV reality show that we, we have. How many of us know this one here? It's probably our latest version. It's a reality show. This show here demonstrates, you know, universal hu human fascination with loss through shows like this. We know that the, this show here, it tells us or gives us, it's a game that they play on this island. They get, they get to somewhere, they get dropped on a scary island and they get to um, have teams. So there's two different teams there that they have and you know, they compete against each other. The rules are simple. A group of people arrange like Average people like us, you know, abandoned on the middle of an island, most forgiving, unforgiving places on earth, and they they get divided into teams, and you know, on each team, each member in every week they they um, they vote to eliminate a particular member, and when, as you watch the show here, you find that everybody's you know, ganging up and say, oh, you know, we'll be mates and we'll be, um, you know, we'll, we'll watch each other's back because, you know, you know the phrase, voted off the island. No one wants to be voted off the island, right? Because it's a game. They're playing for something and they want, there's money involved. And so everybody is like, you know, we, we got to stick together and we got to watch each other back and, you know, but then, halfway through the game, it becomes every man for themselves. What happened to surviving together? What happened to, you know, we are family? The dynamics of the game changes. Trust is broken. Betrayal. People, players keep... Viewers talking and arguing for weeks. How many have argued or, you know, watched the show and said, ah, oh, so-and-so should be voted off because he's not a game player. This other person should be, you know, voted off. And so we, we find that, you know, the game is simple and cruel. From, from a game that is helping each other and you know, wanting each other to survive, it just all, all of a sudden it takes a twist. And be, instead of being friendly, it becomes, it becomes um, aggressive that you have to fight to survive on an island. Sometimes you find that they, um, the, this game, you find that people are outplayed or outlast, outwit. Kind of sounds like how we live in our everyday life. How we fight to survive. Amen? Praise the Lord. Going back to this other 
show lost. You know, it was an oceanic flight. The flight was 815. It was torn apart in midair. And it crashed over in Pacific Ovia. Stripped away of everything. Its survivors are forced to into a vicious cycle of survival against the cruel weather and the harsh terrain. They discover that the island holds mysterious and dangerous secrets, not the least of which is wondering if those that are mourned with many turns against them at any moment. Some of these, some of them panic. Some pin all their hopes on rescue. This is the show. This is what it's telling us in the show here. Some relate to others. Some fall into isolation and depression. Some find inner strength that they never knew that they had. These characters seem familiar. Almost like people we should know. In the show of Lost, you had a young sinner, a young sinner, not a sinner, who had wrecked his career with drug addiction, a couple who feel isolated because they are different, they are of a different race, a woman who was desperately tired of hiding her criminal past, a father and son that never really got to know each other. This is in the show, Lost. A soldier who is haunted by the cruelties in the past, of other cruelties in the past. A young, wealthy woman whose world revolved around herself. A workaholic who has never been able to get his father's approval. It's just a show, right? But in, re- in real life, all that is different. Sometimes we feel stranded and alone. How many of you have felt that? And we desperately hope that someone will come and rescue us. Sometimes we deal with anger. Wondering why God lets bad stuff happen in our lives. Sometimes we are ashamed of things that we've done. And not sure if forgiveness is still even possible. We feel lost and being lost in any way of our deepest fear. The producer of this film, Lost, he said that His name is J.J. He said that, J.J. Abram, he said that, if lost, and I quote, if lost works at all, it is because of the audience, us, and the character who wants to know the answer to the same question, the mysteries that we've been grappling with while watching the show, and are the same as those grippling with. We use the word lost 
as a verb in thousands of casual ways every day. Like you lost, he lost his key or she lost her job. I like this one. She lost her temper. Or they lost the games. Or we lost the contract. But we more commonly use it as an ag adjective to describe what it means and how it feels to be lost. So unable to find a way, a lost child. Or no longer under someone's care, a lost pen. Beyond reach, a lost expedition. Squandered, a lost opportunity. Bewildered, I am lost. Beyond redemption, a lost soul. That last definition should haunt us. It should haunt us. It should because either you are lost or you know someone who is lost. Not lost on an island, but lost for eternity. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. That was his whole mission. He talked about it continuously or constantly in Luke 15. He told three stories of this trilogy about a sheep, a lost sheep, a lost coin, a lost son. Just so people can grasp how eternal, eternally important this is. Pastor challenged us this morning. He challenged us. He challenged us this morning. Lost. What man of you having a hundred sheep if you lose one of them? One of them. Do it not leave the ninety-nine? in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? What manner of you? And when he come at home, he called together his friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. And I say unto you, likewise, rejoice. Likewise, joy shall be in heaven over one Sinner. God loves the sinner. God loves the sinner. God just is looking for one to make a difference. Do you know why these stories were told in the Bible in Luke 15? 
These stories were told because of a group of religious person. They were upset that Jesus wasn't trying to relate to. They were upset because Jesus was trying to reach the sinners. They thought that Jesus would focus on them and attend to their need and heal them. But Jesus focused on the lost, those that were broken, those that needed hope. And so the Pharisees, they murmured, as we read in Luke 15 earlier on, Jesus, and they said that this man receives sinners and eat with them. In this passage of scripture in Luke chapter 15, we find that it talks about the sheep. In the Bible, the Bible compares humanity to be like sheep. Like for famous scripture, Psalms 23, the Lord is mine. In Isaiah 53 and 6, the Bible says, All we are like sheep have gone astray. Second Chronicles 18:16, the sheep that have no shepherd. Psalms 100 and verse 3, we are the sheep of his pastures. Jeremiah 23:1, woe to those who scattered the sheep. Ezekiel 34 and verse 5, the sheep scattered because there is no shepherd. In Matthew 9 and verse 36, I've got a lot of scriptures here if you want to write them down. But when he saw the multitude, when Jesus saw, saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. Because they fainted and were scattered abroad as a sheep having no shepherd. John 10, 11 says, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd giveth his life for his sheep. 1 Peter 2, 25, for we are, for ye were a sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd of and the bishop of your soul. Sheep have a habit of getting lost. But they never seem to be able to find their way back home. Just like us. I grew up in this. I grew up in church. But I never wanted to be in church growing up. I thought that I would be a musician be in heavy metal band, an island boy, kind of sounds strange. We listen to reggae, but I like heavy metal. And I was lost in my sin as I grew up. I knew God had his hand upon me and he kind of pulled me. I was walking away from the call of God. I was walking away from the, the, the purpose that God has chose me for. Until I realized 22 years after all that life was wasted, 22 years, I could have done a lot of things 
for God before I turned 22. But you know, the Bible says that, you know, we are like sheep. You know. They have to be, sheep have to be sought. Somebody found me in the back streets of Thursday Island. Somebody found me there. You know, we've been challenged this morning to go into the highways. We've been challenged this morning to go and find the lost sheep. This church used to be packed. 300 people. I remember as a child. Today, as I'm old and gray, I don't see any other. My family members, no more. They've gone astray. Everyone turning their own separate ways. Going back to the sheep. They are pitiful when they are lost. Because they cannot really defend themselves. They are just like us. They are afraid. Just like us. We all fear something. Amen. We all fear failure. Nobody wants to fail. We all fear death. Nobody wants to die. We all fear embarrassment. Nobody wants to be ashamed, to be embarrassed. We fear the future and the problems that it brings. Whether we are lost we fear some things. Praise the Lord. The story that Jesus said about this sheep lost. How many of us, as Pastor said this morning, have a loved one that is not in our church? have a brother or a sister that has gone astray from the call of God. Those that are lost in their sin, full of fear and despair, are walking away from the throne room of God. How many of us have family members that are lost? They're not lost on an island. I've lost a brother. I've lost him for eternity. I said to him, let me help you. He said to me, why? You're only a small kid. Don't come tell me about God. But he didn't know that in my heart that I loved him so much and that I knew that, you know, it's either heaven or it's either hell. It's either saved or it's either lost. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. He had three open heart surgery. And I said to him, let me come and look after you. But he, he rejected that and he said, I will live by myself. And so I prayed every time for him. 
until the final day that I had to lay him to rest. I won't see him again. All I have is memories of him. He's lost for eternity. Most of my family, they are in the church. Most of my family, they are saved. But only this one sheep, it could have been the black sheep of our family. He would never accept the gospel of Jesus Christ. And yet when he was when he when he's drunk, he would go to the pubs and he would sing at the karaoke bar. He would sing Christian songs. And I would drive past and I would hear these songs and I'd say, That can't be that can't be my brother. He's singing Christian songs in a pub. He should be singing it in the church. Today. I've lost a lot of friends. Some I try to reach out to. Some they just rejected. Not me as pastor said, but they rejected God. How many of us have lost loved ones that are not here today? Lost children? Lost grandchildren, lost fathers, lost mothers. How many of us have a lost loved one out there? Do we really care for them? Or are we just worried about the 99? Are we concerned for them? Is there a burden in our heart for them? Or we just want to be like the Pharisees and say, Jesus, look to me. I'm all right. I've got the right doctrine. I've been praying today. I've gave my tithes today. But Jesus is looking beyond you. He's looking to those that are lost. Does it matter to us? Does the lost matter to us? Is there a burning passion in our heart for lost soul? Is there a deep hunger within us for a lost loved one? Or are we satisfied with what we have? Are we satisfied what we have? Are we comfortable here? Is church all about being comfortable? Is church all about getting our priorities and our occupations and our blessings and forgetting about those outside. What drives us to rescue the lost? Do we have a passion anymore? Is there a fire within us for the lost? Do we care anymore about them that are lost? Let us think for a while uh, for our loved ones. (coughs) 
If your pastor seems to constantly focus on reaching the loss to the near exclusion of babysitting the saved, you should thank God because the pastor has a real heart of a shepherd. And we should thank Pastor Gratian. I've never seen somebody so passionate about lost souls. Look at all the flags we have here. Lost people, lost country, lost nation. Thank God that God has equipped him to equip us. The Bible says that God sent us forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Can you imagine how uncomfortable a sheep would be in the midst of wolves? Wouldn't be a nice David Attenborough movie, yeah. But that's what exactly what Jesus sends his church out into the world to reach those that are lost. It's not comfortable out there, and it's not definitely safe, but it is the great commission. Jesus said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. And he said unto them, peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me. Even so I send you. If Jesus told, if it was Jesus who told us to leave the 99 and look for the one. It is Jesus who said to keep looking until we find them. It is Jesus who said that one sinner repenting causes more excitement in heaven than all the great services we have, great conferences we attend, great camp meetings we put together. It is Jesus who told us to leave the 99. Why don't we rise this morning? I know this is a bit strange. It's not miracle signs and wonders. But does the lost matter to us? Jesus leaving the 91 seems crazy until you are the one. Does anybody care for the lost? Do you care for the lost? Are you lost this morning?
have no sense of direction, no familiar landmarks, you don't know how to get home because you don't know where you are going. A map serves a little help for you if you know where the starting point is. You can look at the map and see where you and see where you think you are and where you want to go. But until you know where you are, you will not be able to get where you need to go. There's good news. If you were lost, the good news is that the starting point is repentance. 